You, the owner of that record label. Let me put out so you hear me. You lie to people that you are one of the best. You are very civil. You are very fair. But behind the scene, you are the worst. Hi, guys. My name is Godwin Tom. I'm a talent manager and a music business executive. Over the last few years, I've documented my errors, mistakes, successes, and my wins. And I've decided to share them with you along with some of my amazing friends in the industry. You're all welcome to the Journey of a Learner podcast. So guys, I don't know how I've pulled this off. <laughs> I honestly don't know how, but we did. Uh, thank you guys for making it here today. I really do appreciate you guys. We're going to jump straight into it. I'm not going to do the regular, you know, where did you start? Where did you grow up? We don't have enough time to to have all the conversations we want. So we're going to jump straight into it. I think the first question I want to ask everyone here is what in the music industry, right, as far as the relationship with the law needs to change? I know it's a straight boom question. We'll ease it down as we go along. But what in the music industry right now needs to change as far as how it interacts with the law or lawyers. So I'll start with you, MC. Why do you want to start with me? <laughs> ladies, <laughs> ladies first. Well, not just ladies first. It's the closest. Okay. All right, fair enough. Um, for me, I think um, the entire intellectual property laws have to change. So I'm talking Copyright Act, Trademarks Acts. Those are the two main... Um, uh, what's it called? Um, laws that govern the entertainment industry. Um, the Copyright Act, for instance, was enacted in 1965, and that's what we're still using. The Trademarks Act, I forget now, but obviously years ago as well. A lot of things have evolved. Um, evolved. A lot of things have changed. Yeah. You know, um, we still have um, archaic uh, provisions of um, 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 of th- those two laws. Fines, for instance, you can f- get a fine of uh, maybe ten naira or five naira, hundred naira, something. <laughs> you know, very very flimsy and um, almost um, unbelievable. Yeah. And you know, because things have changed, things have evolved. Like I said, the new um, Things that need to be considered that are not um, in the in those two laws, especially the copyright law, which is, as far as I'm concerned, the crux of um, um, the the legal part of um, the entertainment industry. So, I've I've said a lot of things. There's a copyright bill, as a matter of fact, that has been lying on the desks of um, the. Um, legislators of Nigeria for a while now. Nobody's doing anything about it. If that um, copyright bill can can be passed into law, that's going to be a major major um, improvement in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. So copyrights acts must change, must be improved, must uh, meet up to standard world standard. What is obtainable in the US and the UK and every other um, organized countries of the world. Um, as well as the Trademarks Act as well, for Thank me. Sir, Vibo. All right. So um, what I'll be saying will touch on what MEC said, but then I would go maybe a step or two further. But before I even go into what she said, my opinion is if you change the entire face of the law, generally, it will touch on every aspect, mm. including... Um, the entertainment aspect. Because if um, 
there is a way to expedite the entire ruling process. Mm. You know that we're having a, we're having an issue of copyrights. I know there's no way for me to frustrate the opponents. Jiget, we know that the time frame for every matter in court is between this time and that time. Jiget, mm. if they're able to resolve that particular issue, people will be able to. They'll be more pay, careful. About they'll be more careful advantage. about things because I mean, there are times you. I personally would advise some clients like, do you know what you are doing now? And the next thing is, we'll go to court now, we frustrate them. They are even advising me as a lawyer. <laughs> do you understand? We'll frustrate them now. And I'll go like, what am I even going to say to you when the first year, what you are telling me to do naturally, and it's obtainable. Mm. It's a different case if I could tell them, no, you know, it's not possible. They'll tell you, there's, they'll give you empirical examples. We've done this. this. Why is this matter this way? Why is that one that way? Do you mm. understand? So we're not... I don't think we should limit it to one aspect of it. We should limit it to the entire system. You feel me? That's on one side. Then, the moment to make, make these artists understand the importance of lawyers. Do you understand that? You don't need to, you don't have to go back to them when you're in trouble. You go to them when things are fine. Mm. Do you understand? Let them know that this is the essence of, this is the essence of having a lawyer. Because half of the time, I've met with people, they will come to, I, I mean, I think I've, I've discussed some things with you in yeah. the past about some people that will come to me that they, will, they need a lawyer for something. You tell them what they need to do. Then they'll tell you they'll come back because they don't see the need for it. Mm. I've started charging consultation fee. Yeah, you should. So I mean, if you're not, If you're coming to me to pick my brain, you pay for it. Eh, where the problem so lies I'm not is not... To, I'm not going to fall into that trap anymore. Anyway. <laughs> where, where you just pick my brain and then you run away with it. Where the problem lies is not you, you me see? It's not you, myself, or Akiemi. They'll go to some people yeah. that feel their presence alone, it's a big deal to them. Ah, okay. So this superstar is talking to me. So I got about 10 years ago, someone came to me from Samsung and told me to draft an agreement between Samsung and Sakatinubu. I did that. And I was like, so how much are they offering? I mean, I, I, I was too small to ask for a particular amount, but how much are they offering? And they said something very nice to me. That it's not about what they're offering, it's about what they're bringing to you later. And I smiled to myself. I mean, I'll finally become the lawyer to Samsung. They never knocked on my door after then. <laughs> Do you understand? And I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. I'll never fall into that situation again. again yeah. So a lot of things, awareness. Let me just know the long and short of this thing. But what I'm saying now is, Total awareness about the importance of the law, not even lawyers alone. The importance of the, the importance of the law, and what you are likely to face if you contravene those stipulations of the law. You get. I mean, I can go on and on on this, but I think I should let yeah. my friend here say something. Yeah. So um, I think Bimbo has really, really. That was what jumped at me when you. Ask that question, but um, the way I frame it is, I think our attitude to dispute resolution, mm. um, like in any relationship, all the relationships you get into, if you work in music, you would always get to that point where there's a dispute. And as creatives, as practitioners in the creative industry, we should be, we should have a mindset of you know, being conciliatory when some of these things come up. 
because you find that a lot of people invest and at the end of the day, they don't, they are not there when it is time to reap the benefits. Mm. So you have some managers, they are really, really invested in the talents and then they give many, many years of their lives. And when it is about to start paying off, a lot of people start talking to the talents and then the relationship would capsize. And then some managers get disillusioned and then they just have to leave the business. Some. Oftentimes you find that some investors come into the business with the expectation that they can be the next PDD or the next Maven. Like the kind of discussions I've been having lately in January, <laughs> you find a lot of young people, they are really, really enthusiastic. Like we can be the next Maven. They keep mentioning Maven, Maven, Maven. And then they want to come into the industry impact. Obviously, some of them have money, mm. but they think they can sign up like three, four talents at a go. And it shows their naivety because you, you don't really understand. Managing just one talent is enough headache. But you coming in as a newcomer and wanting to take on so much responsibility is a recipe for trouble yeah. or even disaster. So I think if we can, you know, market arbitration, mediation, or having proper discussions about disputes and how we adjust to some of those uh, Things because they would always come, even as a lawyer myself, and you're witness to that. Mm. You have some clients that sometimes you take them on and you, you really regret that. Yeah. Why, why did I even try? <laughs> yeah. So, and because people like me, we want to be in the business for a long period and you don't want your reputation going to the, to the, to, to the dust. Yeah. You don't want all kinds of relationships to tamper with the reputation you built over the years. So I'm always... The first thing is I don't want to be in trouble with anybody. If if I'm seeing sparks of disagreements and I'm not benefiting from the relationship, I am very quick to say I'm sorry, apologize, leave the relationship, and then we're on to the next. Yeah. So I'm just thinking, well, if that becomes a thing, which this is not a problem peculiar to Nigeria, but if it's something that it's it's at the back of our mind that if we're working on the business. It doesn't have to be so messy. We don't have to end up on the blogs yeah. or in newspapers and the likes. We can shake hands, end the relationship mutually, uh, amicably, and then we can still do business in the future. So the reason why I asked that question, why I started with that question, was because um, of an experience I had. And I think maybe part of the reason why that conversation is extremely difficult to have is because like the one you mentioned, is because I think a lot of people don't actually understand who they should talk to. The general misconception is I should just talk to a lawyer. I'll give you an example. So <laughs> an artist wanted to sign a record deal mm -hmm. and he came to me and I said, you know what, bring your lawyer. He said the lawyer had gone through it or he wanted me to look at it. And I was like, I'm not a lawyer. So if your lawyer has looked at it, I don't need to be looking at it. And he said, ah, that please, you would, you know, like me to. So I went to see, I sat in the meeting, he brought the lawyer. So there were a lot of the terms I was looking in the contract and I was like, oh, this is fine. Oh, this is, ah, you actually have an okay deal. But I think, what does your lawyer think? And the lawyer went off. How can you say this is a good deal? What kind of talk is this? 
30 minutes into the conversation, I said something that offended the guy. Mm-hmm. And the statement was, my guy, why are you behaving as if you are a tenancy agreement? <laughs> why do you behave as if you draft tenancy agreements? <laughs> I was below the belt. No, but you see, the thing was, the way he was thinking, my brain went to, this guy is behaving as if he's thinking about square meters and duration. Mm-hmm. Can I right? just chip something in right quick? Yeah. So, um... Many years ago, when I was going to, when I was going into this entertainment law business, before I spoke to him in the first place, I spoke to some of my seniors, and I then someone was like, "What's entertainment law?" I mean, if you understand contracts and what's more, everything is just about contracts. Mm. Do you understand? That is their own approach, you know? Yeah. Because the way the thing, the way the law is in Nigeria, everything is all, you know. There is in other countries now you would have a solicitor and a barrister, mm. but everything is enshrined into one. I mean, as I am now, I'm sorry, a solicitor. I've never, I've not been to court in the last seven years, but they'll still call me a barrister. So lawyers actually feel bring anything. <laughs> Do you understand? Because a lot of times they will bring some artists will bring a lawyer from I'm not even going to mention names now to you. They'll be like. Don't, can't you see their office? Big, this man is from a big law firm. But trust me, he doesn't know anything about entertainment no, law see, at all. The reason why that statement offended that lawyer mm. is because that's what he does. He yeah. does entertainment mm. law? No. Tenancy. Tenancy, tenancy exactly. Tenancy agreement, that's right? my point, though. But I was just thinking of it from that, the way he that, was talking to me. Is that all he does? Just tenancy? So, that's, so basically, he drafts tenancy agreements. <laughs> Maybe he's a real estate right. lawyer. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I asked, then he will go to court I on asked, some level. I ask that question because... The truth is, yes, there is entertainment law. But um, then again, um, entertainment law is not about entertainment law alone. Mm-hmm. So there is entertainment law that spirals into the other types of law. If you are doing entertainment law, you have to be vast to some extent in employment law, labor law, intellectual property law, um, contract laws, law. I mean, you know, it's... You you can't you can't isolate entertainment law from you know the other types of yeah. um, law, you know. But if you're saying that this guy only does tenancy law, then mm-hmm. there's a huge. So problem. he was very offended. Um, now, the, what, what makes what makes lawyer. the difference between a lawyer? lawyer what, the, the, the difference between an entertainment lawyer and a lawyer that doesn't do entertainment law is the entertainment lawyer has to understand the nitty-gritty of the entertainment industry. Mm. You have to, you, be, you mean, you, for instance, you looked at the agreement, although you're not a lawyer, but you, you mean, you, you understood you what was going on based on your experience, yeah. based on, on your, your involvement in the entertainment industry. Now, an oil and gas lawyer will be, so I've, 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 I've reviewed an agreement, no, actually, an oil and gas lawyer reviewed an agreement that I drafted for one of our clients. Now, this oil and gas lawyer represents, um, well, as I then, you know, I don't know, last I checked, was representing an artist as well. You didn't need to, from the way the guy was, you know, going back and forth with me, no one needed to tell me that this guy, you know, is an intelligent oil and gas lawyer, but not an entertainment lawyer. So the usual clauses, the usual things that will pass or that will not pass 
objections. The, yes, mm-hmm. so he was. I just you know I, I had to call his client's manager to say to him that yo why did you guys get an oil and gas lawyer to the fantastic lawyer without a doubt because you know but then because he's not, he doesn't know anything or he knows you know little or nothing about the entertainment industry he was very argumentative in a very intelligent way but he wasted time mm. so much that i said yo i'm not i'm not going to have a conversation with this guy anymore the two artists should just talk to themselves whatever you guys decide i'll jump in and that was exactly what happened because Nigga was frustrating me at some point. <laughs> you yeah. see what I mean? You know, so yes, I mean you need the other types of law when dealing with entertainment law. But what stands you out from other lawyers as an entertainment lawyer is the fact that you have a very, very vast understanding of the entertainment industry worldwide. So why I brought that up, why I brought that story up is because what I learned from that conversation with that guy was that you do need a level of experience in the industry. You need to have gone through some conversations within the industry Mm -hmm. to recognize what is fair because fairness is a question of what we agree. Right. So I just realized that he was looking at it from a, this is how it's supposed to be. If you do this, they should give you this money. If you do this, they should give you this money. And I was saying, well, you're not considering the under... And I remember telling the artist that you're going to lose this conversation and this opportunity, not because you're a bad person, but because of your lawyer, Mm. right? And I feel, which brings me to the next conversation, which is I know quite a number of people who see opportunity in entertainment law and jump into it. Do you think that there is a platform or opportunity, whether it's offered by you guys or somewhere else, where some of these people, because not every, I mean, some people, I might have a friend who's a lawyer and I can't afford to go to you or anybody, mm-hmm. but my friend can is willing to give me time. Mm-hmm. But my friend doesn't know anything about Both. entertainment. Um, and is there any platform where lawyers actually say, okay, I want to shift into entertainment law. Do they need to go back to school? Is there a platform where they can say, look, I can learn from by going to these people? to shift focus in my law career. Is, does that exist? Should I go? Yeah. Um, okay, go. I think you already have like a program like that as well. Well, well I'm not a lawyer. So what yeah, I but, do, yeah. but lawyers come, they yeah, teach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that should be like an example of what, you know, we should also replicate as entertainment lawyers. You know, yeah. Godwin Thomas has been committing to yeah. a lot of, you know, um, I mean, I've, helping I've to shed light on... Educate, educating the next generation of um, practitioners in the music industry. And even myself, uh, I think in December we had like a webinar. It wasn't something so detailed, but we're able to expose the opportunities to young lawyers who might be interested in working in the space. Yeah. Uh, and the reason is, I, I don't want to sit as an authority because I think any lawyer that is smart, all they need to do is be you know, become a part of the community, mm. study as much as you can. Having one or two good mentors can actually, okay. you know, set you on the right path. Maybe like in two years, in three years, you can make your bones and then you can start to service people. Even from the jump, um, after reading a few books and having, sitting across the table with some people as well, I believe 
any smart lawyer can actually do this. But the underlining theme for me, why I'm doing this is because I used to be an entertainer myself and because I'm obsessed with the idea of, you know, being part of something Mm. that looks like it's going to be big in the future and I just want to be part of it. So I think with platforms that are beginning to spring up like yours, Mm. which are a major inspiration for me, I also want to, you know, build something where we can also have knowledge sharing, knowledge exchange, and people can um, maybe sit across the table or listen to, you know, seminars and conferences like that. And if if they soak in all this knowledge we're sharing and then get all the resources they need and then stay on the mission of um, being a part of the industry, getting... Because the thing is, if, if you... If you learn and you don't apply it or you're not part of the community, mm-hmm. then learning isn't going to really, you won't be able to apply what you learned. But if you're part of the community, like there's a conference, Medium Conference is there, uh, Nigerian Entertainment Conference is there, Godwin Tom is having a seminar, you're there, mm-hmm. then you attend events and then you build your connections and then you're hanging out with people, you're working in the same space, same space with and you're sharing information, you're talking about a new deal signed by some A-list, or you're on blogs, you're reading books, entertainment law books. With time, in two years, in three years, you can posture as someone who has delivered. As a part of that community. Exactly, and and you're helping to solve problems. As much as you can solve problems, you're there. So um, I want to use my experience, actually. Hmm. I thought you said we're going to circumvent that, but I still want to going to that topic. So my own case, I mean, I was a conventional lawyer going to court, hoping the next day would be better than the previous day. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bad, good days in court, bad days. Every day, I mean, my first time in court was at um, yeah, Court of Appeal. I was looking at three demons and I was like, what am I doing? Am I sure I really want to do this law thing? Then, so, but then I have a friend, a childhood friend, you know. He's into, I mean, he's a producer. No, no, he's a producer and I'm like, it wasn't really, the name wasn't really a big name then. It was even hard for me to call him that name, Shizzy. Mm. Mm. So, I mean... You know, when they call him Shizzy, I'm like, she, what's, what's all this? You know, <laughs> so what's all I mean, this? <laughs> what's Shizzy? I mean, Shizzy. Yeah. Thank God he's actually a big name. If it wasn't a big name, Shizzy, you know? <laughs> you get my point? So, I mean, I was always in the studio with this guy. At first, he created um, I Love My Baby, then Damiduro. But then, so I was always in the studio with him. Then different contracts would come his way and like, ah, the Lord go read them. I don't know anything about this thing. I mean, this is not uh, civil litigation. I don't, but, but I kept on reading. Some way, somehow, things will fall in place. I would advise, and I'm not even sure if those advice <laughs> I gave were what took him anywhere, but I'll give my shot. So until I met a lot of people with him. then I met Bankuli mm. at the studio. I think this was 2000 and maybe 14 or so, 13 or 14. I'd met, um, I came in then, started sharing books, reading different things. I'll go to his office, he'll come to mine. But I wasn't really sure. I was still, you know, one one leg in, one leg out. Mm. This doesn't work. Maybe I'll even get a job, maybe a bank or something. I was still thinking about it. 
So I, I met Bankuli, and Bankuli was like, we can work together. But before we do this, you have to read a particular book. You know, I felt that was a slap on my face. Like, why would my clients tell me what book to read? To, mm. you know? And he gave me that book, Donald Passman. Yeah. That all book, you I, to know about All You Need to Know About Music Business. I think it was the first volume. I read that book. They call the, the book is called The Bible of Enter Music Business. Mm. I read that book like my life actually depended on that before. Where, where's it, the camera? Make sure you get the book here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll with the advertisement. Because I think any lawyer that picks that book up, you know, that's a that's good a, step in the right direction. I mean, that was a difference at the time. So I read that book. Because you know the funny thing? I read some contract. I had to call Banquilla. Like, what do you mean publishing? What's publishing? I didn't know. Mm. I didn't know what publishing was. But I saw it in agreements. Yeah, Banquilla would be like, ah, Omo, well, we go do this one, but then go ask for this, then go ask for this, then go ask for this. Now, how you go do and be this? He's not a lawyer, but he understood the business. And over time, the table had to turn. I'll be like, no, this is how we're going to do Then, you know, the lawyer in me kicked yeah. in. Because I figured what I was missing. Mm. I figured what I was missing. And then afterwards, a few things I had to do that made a difference, like the old record label against um, artists situation back in 2016. So well, the longer short of what I'm saying here is, there is no way you can call yourself an entertainment lawyer without dealing directly with entertainers. Do you understand? You have to see what they are going through. You have to understand what they are doing because you can know every other aspect of law, but this entertainment thing, it's actually, it involves reading books, but it's beyond reading books. It's, it, you have to involve yourself. Mm. You have to understand that, okay, in this game, the fact that this guy sang this song doesn't give him the ultimate right to it because the producer too has like a 50% right to that part. A lot of things you need to know. But you don't learn those things sitting in one office and reading alone. You have to be deeply involved in this stuff. And you have to have the love for entertainment, basically. I mean, in line with that, I want to ask you, MC. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I see one of the things I've learned, right? Because I'm going to say this on, on camera. The people who saved my life in this industry are three women... Yeah, <laughs> three wise women called Yemisi, Kike, and Tukumbo. They literally looked at me and said, you see everything you are doing? Stop. Do it properly, right? Um, but I think that one of the most important things I learned from them was that they were willing to listen to me. So even if they were going to direct me, they were willing to collect information from me mm-hmm. to learn the best way to then approach whatever the situation was. But I see, why do you think most lawyers have a difficult time doing that? Is it, is it an ego thing? Like, why do you think it's hard for most lawyers to take? Because I, I, I've sat with lawyers and I've said, you know, I think this is a wrong approach. And I've been met with brimstone (laughs) you know uh, how dare you what do you know vibe why do you think that is 
Well, I mean, for me, I mean, it would be very difficult for me to answer that question because that's not um, who Just I tell. am. You know, I mean, I've reviewed ag- agreements before and my comments will be, it's perfect. There's nothing to change. And some people will think I'm crazy. Some lawyers just believe that if you if, you, if they've asked you to review, my name is here, Missy Falai. Mm. Mm. You must, you must, you have to, you know, end the display by saying <laughs> something. <laughs> you have to end that display by saying something. I have grown up professionally to be simple, straightforward, and drama-free. I've grown up professionally not to be argumentative, to be respectful, to listen. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's me. So, like I said, it would be difficult for me to defend. You can't all, relate to the yes, struggle because I cannot. <laughs> I don't. I don't have to. I don't struggle with anything. If I see that something is wrong, I ensure that it's corrected. If something is correct, I leave it that way. You know, but um, I know that an average lawyer will always have something to say, or will no. I take that back. I know that an average lawyer will always want to have something to say. Mm. So in the process of always wanting to have something to say, you become unnecessarily argumentative. Mm. You don't pay attention. You let words, you know, slip into the crack. And at the end of the day, you don't represent your client properly. You mislead your client because you're not listening. You know, so um, as a lawyer in the entertainment industry, you have to listen. You have to. You have to be your your level. You have to be zero judgmental. You cannot judge the people you are you are, you are working with because there are a whole lot of crazy people out there. But yeah. you cannot afford to judge them. You have to listen to them. Most of them, um, I, I I call I call myself a twenty four hour lawyer, and that's because these guys call you at the ridiculous hour of the day. And you have to listen to them. Hmm? You have to hear what they, what, whatever they have to say, you know. And um, these guys are distracting me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry about that. I, I mean, see. So, but basically, though, listen. You can't go wrong with listening. Assimilate whatever anybody has to say, and then that way you can um, um, know how to approach, approach so, the issue. Hmm. I was going somewhere with the question, but it has shifted a little. So uh-huh. I'm going to follow how it's going. One of the biggest challenges that I personally faced coming up in the industry was that I didn't have legal representation. And when I decided to have legal representation, I was lucky to have people who could see the vision of where I was going. Talking about ACAS law, right? It was the right timing for the conversation that I had with them. But a lot of managers that I speak to now, that I say to them, yes, your artist should have a lawyer. You need to have a lawyer as well. At least somebody who's looking through your contracts, your documents, um, just so you don't get into situations. I don't sign anything without talking to my lawyers. Even if it's a phone call to say, guys, see what they gave me. What are your thoughts? And I tell managers to do this, but I also have to be honest about the reality that they deal with. I meet with managers who struggle. And they tell me, look, I want to get a lawyer, even for my artist, but we can't afford it right now. What is the best way to approach you if I don't have money? I know this is, for some people, this is a very difficult conversation to have because the work is tedious. 
right? Um, but if I don't have money, what is the best way to approach you? Or what would you advise me to do? I'm a new manager. I have this new artist. We're looking for legal representation, but I don't have money. What do I do? Advise me on the sort of value you will add to, to me if I work for you for free. So eventually I won't be working for you for free because you're adding some form of value. So convince me about the value you would bring to me. So let me, let me, let me speak to that. Uh, so when I approached Acast Law to represent me, I didn't have money. <laughs> so I wrote a plan. I went to sit down. I think Mr. Martins was there. Mm-hmm. Kike was there. And I wrote a plan about what I'm going to do as Godwin Tom and why they should take me on. So, I mean, they still give me discounts, but, you know, I was very lucky. So I think that point is extremely essential for most managers. If you don't, if you can show value for where you're going and show your work ethic and show what you're doing, I think it will work. But is there any other way? Yeah, for me, I think they are special. I don't know. I'm really, really sentimental about the kind of people I represent. Mm. If they are special, I can go out of my way to commit resources to making sure that um, I'm a part of a journey and uh, the journey is easier. Sometimes when I share my experiences with my wife, she doesn't like it that I'm so passionate about talents <laughs> because I'm already doing the work that I remember like, ah, but boy, this guy has not done anything. Yeah. So I don't like people who are not that talented and then, <laughs> or who are not deserving of not not very special (laughs) (laughs) yeah some talents are not special really Mm -hmm. and i don't see myself you know like jay-z said in the book he told ellie reed he said would you like to sit down with that guy waiting to get the grammys do you see him doing that and when jay-z told ellie reed that kind of reformatted his brain ellie reed had been working in the music industry for many years but the essence of that statement is do you see these guys talented enough, special enough, devoted enough to attaining the highest heights. Although, nice, they have the potentials. So even myself, I'm always looking out for people that are going to be part of the future. Mm. Because, of course, most of these A-lists already have their business set up in a particular way. Mm. And as a lawyer myself, I, I want to be part of the next wave of maybe the Omalays or the new generation of people that would really shift the culture. So if I see a talent that is special, I could even go out of my way to be part of their journey. It's not like I'm hunting to be their lawyer, but, you know, trying to provide resources and help them. Then if we're able to now cement the relationship, that's an added cherry on top of the cake. Mm. So that's my approach. Then again, if you're not all of that, if the business side of my brain kicks in, then I'm looking at... Um, you know, if any good thing comes along from, you know, doing anything short-term or long-term, then the office would earn money. That's what people say, contingency fee, you know, for lawyers. So those are the two things I can speak to on that issue for now. Okay, so this is my own angle. Why it would be a bit hard for me? Because, I mean, I've represented a few people that came to me. Do you understand? I mean, I have this belief in them. Let's even not go into creatives now. I talked about Samsung. Mm. A representative of Samsung came to me to draft an agreement saying, after this, 
we're going on to bigger things. I, you can't tell me that Samsung hasn't drafted an agreement since then because they've not come back to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't tell me they've been waiting since then. Someone has been drafting their agreements and yeah. that is one. Two, in this uh, music industry, I've worked with a few people that they were like next to the ground at the time they came to me. Just do this. Do you understand? And I went, I went all in. Like, let's let's get it on. What do you need? Out, you know, they'll these artists now, I don't even have their phone numbers, but they'll call me in the midnight then. Do you understand? Want to ask me, what's the situation of things? What are we doing now? Do you understand? Even my mother would not call me at the time. <laughs> Do you understand? The, the respect would be there. So, and after solving this situation, they'll tell you things are getting better. You will see the progress. And gradually, they, they become... They, 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 exactly, you they don't become get to distance. see them. I even... I'm, I mean, I'm not going to name names. I can remember one. People name names. I'm not going to name <laughs> names, brother. Someone actually took me to a big law firm, the biggest law firm in Lagos, telling me... He has his uncle there that wants me to. And I got there with him, and the uncle was, the supposed uncle was asking, so how far have you gone with the case? I did everything. Do you understand? I look, I figured this was someone that couldn't do anything. Even, you can't even, you couldn't even go to the radio station at the time to talk mm. about anything. Everywhere was blocked for him. And I, and I looked at the, I looked at the, what they had in court. I looked at everything they found, and I figured, why are we even struggling with these people? It's an agreement between a company and an individual. And for a company to be put in there to, to sign for the company. Mm. And two people, I'm talking about two shareholders. And execution goes to the root of every agreement. It was not properly executed. Do you understand? So I put a stop to everything. And that was the last I had of that same guy. Jiggets. And I went, I went all in. We don't, nothing, I don't even know where the guy is anymore. And that's not the only person. A lot of people, you, they'll come to you. Ah, they've scared me, bro. You know, I've told you this. <laughs> we were in London together one yeah. day. We discussed it for like three yeah. days, you know. I said three days, about three hours yeah. that day in London. Like, ah, this, this, this. And you're like, how do you even get to do this? You said your own part of the story to like, look, I faced this, but I didn't even go, you know. So, my own thing is, I'll work with you. If I see the talent, if I, you know, and if I feel like working with you, I will. But you bear the running costs. At the same time, we would have an agreement that will state how you intend to pay me for my services. Mm. Do you understand? But that I will spend my own hard-earned money to help your case that you sort me later. I'm done. I'm done. I mean, the contrary to what, um, contrary to what um, Akemi has said, talent, yeah, fine. That's, I mean... Uh, fantastic, but um, ah, me I've gone to war with Yemisi, so me I know where she's coming from. Care talented, yeah. I mean, can be I can bullshit Jay Z, Michael Jackson. Yes, as he is, as I am. I kid you not, James Brown. I don't care about your talent. What I'm, what I'm about is your attitude. You're if you're a per- person of character, mm. and if you're adding value. These new guys you're talking about, there is one of them. He had the biggest song in 2020. This guy literally was rolling on the floor. He wants me to be his lawyer, blah, blah, blah. And I went for a meeting with him one time. His attitude sucked like 
a bad mm. can I tell you you're lucky fish. can I mm. tell you you're lucky because you figured that at the time so what if you had gone knee deep that's what I'm saying yeah. at the point when I knew that this guy's character sucks mm. I just kept him as my you know young fella hey I don't I can, I'm not thrilled about anybody's talent you can be I know the funny that. thing if you they don't pick have your... the right attitude... Yeah, but I'm thinking they become too. that way when they arrive. No, That's the no. thing. Usually you when don't at the start, really you will be surprised that someone that will pick your call, that will call you at 4 a.m., someone that will call you at 4 a.m., will not pick your call at 12 p.m. when he's right where he wants to be. Mm. Then they will tell you, I don't pick numbers I yeah, don't but know. The reason but why the day said... you called me, I didn't know your number too. Now someone gave you my number. Then they will tell you, ah, calls don't do plenty. How many calls I won't pick? <laughs> but you're a businessman. Sometimes they forget that the, the music is not the business. So you, yourself, you are the business, not the music you are singing. Because your talent, I mean, maybe your talent will be there forever, but your, your reign is short-lived, you know. You can't be, I mean, I, I doubt if you see, not too many artists the talents can't even be, be there, there for four for five, not too so many people can sing for five years and you'd be yeah, like, let's go for his concert. Trust me. Some go, some will break in and not break through. <laughs> Do you understand? A lot of them. But the moment they have one banging song on, you know, uh, Rhythm FM and... Yeah, I think I think know. we can all speak to our experiences and we, we can do that. So, I hours. mean, I hear what you're saying, Akiyemi, but don't you think a lot of these things are because you know before I used to be uh, very passionate, right about things. I was very very passionate. Then I realized that I needed to passion was like a sports car. <laughs> you understand? I needed bricks. You understand? And then restraint came in, and I and I started paying a lot more attention, not just to my gut, but to the way people were reacting to questions or reacting to statements. Because I think. A lot of the time, because of how excited we are about the talent, mm-hmm. right? We don't pay attention to their personality or their character. And then you see it later. And the reason why you see it later is because you were so excited at the time. about the talent. And so I get where you're coming from when you're like, it usually pops up. Because I mean, if you, as they say, if you want to test somebody, give him money. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that will happen. But if you pay attention, you might see some of those traits. Yeah, Godwin, the thing is this year, even when you are special, it doesn't mean that, you know, the thing is, if you are special and you are really, really at the lowest of your low mm. and you can't afford me or you can't afford the services, I'm, go- I'm going to work regardless. Now, you know, people, people always want to pick your your brain, they want to come for the value you have. They want to stand next to you. They want you to advise them. I've, I've not been, I've, I've not, you know, I've been, I've been really, really bullish about earning money for maybe almost four years now. And that's not a question because I know what my bills tell me every, every day, every month. Yeah. So I already get, I already have like a channel of me, you know, living the kind of lifestyle I want or even wanting to live a better lifestyle. But so I look, I look at the back and I see where I'm also coming from. People took chances on me. Some of my mates, they traveled to London. They came back. We never had to enter London at that time. I know, no. They came back with books. 
they bought books for me just because they saw how passionate I am about what I do. And the kind of passion I have from 10, 12, 15 years ago, I still have. So if I see some guys that they really need this help, I'll do it. I have lawyers that I'm mentoring. Even if, if it's not my personal time, I'm able to teach other people, come on, let's help this guy. We're pitching, then we do that. But again, when it starts, you know, taking those little steps and then they're embracing prominence and the real character will start to manifest. And I, I bear no grudge. If I was central to your story when you were taking those baby steps, but now you're a, you're a giant and then you don't even care. You don't even have my number. Many, many cases like that. Maybe it will make for a good read when, when I start writing books about my experiences. Mm. So I, I, I'm, I'm not really strong on... Okay, so let me, let, me, let me give you personal, personal experience because yeah. obviously this is not from a legal perspective, but I'm looking at it from... Because it's emotional. Of course. It's, it can be heart-wrenching when you give your time, your energy, your heart, and then someone just, after you've done the help and done taking all the bullets, someone's like, all right, to do mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, but personally, I bear grudges, right? Even if I <laughs> even if I will end up dealing with it and we can address it, but you will know that I bear a grudge. And one of the things that I've learned Me to too, do... Me too, man. I'm an Egyptian man. I don't forget. <laughs> so, so, but one of the things I've learned to do is I've learned to then say, okay, so how do I want to approach this without getting angry anymore? <laughs> Right, so MC said one thing. Said she charges consultation. You call her. You want to see, bro? MC has seen everything. Me, I've seen fights that she has seen. That me sometimes. I do. They are telling me MC is angry that if I call her, she'll be angry with me at that point. So, (laughs) so I've seen those situations. So how do I not put myself in that space? So I started creating multiple options. Mm. So now I have for myself. I have free workshops Mm -hmm. that people can tap into if you are ready. If you're very interested in learning about this thing that I do, here's a free workshop for you. It doesn't come often, mm-hmm. but it comes. Then here's an ebook. It's 2K. Mm. Buy the ebook. Mm. Read something. If you buy the ebook, you become part of a book club. And I have meetings with you for the whole month. I have two to three meetings with you, right? So that's another way. So 2K, 2K per month, you have access to me. Mm. Then I created a platform called the network, right? which is not something I mostly advertised, but the network is a place where if you want to have access to me once every week, you pay a subscription every quarter and you can join the network. Then there's the training program. Mm-hmm. Then there's consulting, group consultancy. and there's the, So that way, whichever way your pocket falls. You can falls, meet me anywhere. Right? At any you point can find me. That and you I can think afford. That's one other way that I personally think, because I'm looking at it, why I ask that question is I'm looking at it from the perspective of there are many people saying I need help from lawyers, but lawyers have bills. They have things to sort out. So is there any way we can come up with a similar solution for, for people who need that help? as far as law comes comes through? Does it exist or is there a way we can create that? Yeah, there's a, there's a video I posted this morning. Like, someone was, Styles P, was, you know, really, really lamenting his publishing situation. Yeah, and then, that he signed yeah, in the 90s, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said he's almost 50, he's 47, but I signed something in 96, I'm still stuck. So I think for indigent talents, maybe like a union, Maybe like, because yes, there was a time a South African artist reached out to me, wanting me to represent him. Then I gave him my charges and 
He was like, man, he has to consult his union. And then his union helped him. They referred him to a non-profit lawyers for creative kind of situation. Like mm. an organization that was lawyers for non-profits. But we don't have that here, do we? Yeah, but I think Bimbo can champion that. Only <laughs> <laughs> Bimbo can champion. <laughs> we will support occasionally. We'll pitch in our time. But you know, I think he's more passionate about artists. Bimbo can bail the cats. I mean, for a particular period in our firm, we did it. Yeah, I know. But, you know, but you're not having doing... it anymore, have you? To some extent, we still do, but everything, you know, still boils down yes, to your an character. exchange of value. Yes, exchange of value. I mean, wait, I mean like what he you said, know. it's very, it's actually very hard to determine what kind of character an artist that needs your help has at the moment because it will come to you like you are the. No, see, trust me, you will know. I just gave you know, an example. You know, of it's, one like, it's like it's like it's like it's like a new that, relationship. Like, he, the guy was begging me as though mm. my, his career dependent dependent. On on jewel on me being yep. his lawyer. That's why I said you were lucky to but figure at the time. Me. <laughs> Show a number of people that you meet and they will tell you. I, I know I have I have clients that would. I have one that called me. I have told you this. Mm. I was I think I was in the US then. He called me and like someone is about to sign me now. I think he wasn't aware of the sign-up fee that they were going to give to him. So I think the moment he read it, I'm like, so I'm going to give 10% of this to this lawyer. <laughs> That's like, I mean, this guy can't be bad all the way. <laughs> he signed without coming to me. Akiyemi called me. Ah, they don't sign your boy. Which boy? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because he told me to check my mail before. By, I should keep checking my email. He's going to send me the contract. To me. But he thought to him, so they are paying me $5 million. This guy is not even in Nigeria. Why am I paying him 500000 Because he thought to himself, I'm like... So, it didn't take too long. Maybe like... The story changed. Two months afterwards, and he called me. He called me, called Shizzy. Called Komi. I'm Komi. I don't even know I'm Komi. One comedian. Yeah. yeah. That was my cousin. That was actually the person I introduced him to me. Like, ah, Alpha, check this. Komi was like, Kozo, if you read them, if you want, but me... Personally, no go read that. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, I based read on it, but you yeah, pay five million. No, no, <laughs> based on curiosity. No, 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 no. I'm too I read to be it about uh, for my own benefit. Bullshit. I just wanted to know what kind of what kind of you understand. <laughs> but the moment I saw the moment I saw that thing and I laughed. The guy called me for two years. I kept on saying we will have a meeting. I wasn't just ready because first of all. You can you that five million would have gone even before I came back then. That is one. Two, then I saw that. How do you sign something where they said you have no rights to any form of copyrights to anything you have done? Independency of the agreements. And at the time, you had the biggest song. You produced the biggest song in Niger at that time. Do you understand? So that five million meant, meant uh, the five million actually meant a lot to him at the time. Couldn't think of what would yeah. come from a song that is actually the biggest song at that time. But one thing I would have told him was that the song came out before the agreement. You have a fighting chance. They said in the course of this agreement, any song that you produce, mm-hmm. you understand. So you see, so this is my so I, mean, I wasn't gonna this tell is you. the reason why no matter how many contracts I've read, and mm. I've read a lot, I just never behave like a lawyer. Because I am 
not. There are so many loopholes that lawyers identify. But I mean, when we're talking about money and talking about amounts, many people will be watching this thing and be thinking... Sorry to cut you. Yes. Let me give you one example. Uh-huh. I'm so sorry, because if I don't say now, I'll forget. So I have this manager friend who made me draft an agreement between his producer client and a performing artist. So because I was representing the producer, mm-hmm. the producer agreement favored the producer. Now, this same manager had another performing artist that needed to sign a producer agreement with another producer. Mm-hmm. Same, same, uh, yeah, am I, I, I making sense? Now, instead mm, of the stupid to ass <laughs> to come back to me, to make me, that thing, yes, he now, he now, the, the asshole now fire. used the agreement that I used for, for his, his producer, producer. clients, use he used it for his artist clients. Okay. Now, unfortunately for him, somehow, I think, I can't remember what happened. The agreement came to me. Hmm. And I'm like, yo, this is me. But I didn't I, draft this, this is me, but this is not me at the same time. You see yeah. what I mean? And then I said, eh, eh, I didn't want to disturb you. But I said, you see the problem now? You have worked against Yourself. your artist's client. Because what I did for you then favored your producer client. Now you've used the same agreement, thinking that you're smart. All you need to do, kini lawyer and she, just change the... <laughs> Isn't this lawyer they do uh, Just change the... What's it called now? The names the of names. the parties and addresses. And that's how they all got into trouble. <laughs> now, I always tell these people when they come, I've fought with many, many clients because they say, uh-uh, no be editing you they do. President. Who now? No be president. And I should you just edit president. How do you say these things? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's equivalent to... Somebody that said to me once said, "Actually, no be, no be, no be following the follow artist go show." Wow, <laughs> and, uh, you know, because I remember I was negotiating a deal, and you know, the guy made a comment. I can't remember what he said, but he was trying to be funny. And I said, ah, "You don't want me to eat, eh? Because if you cut the, the way you're cutting this thing, by the time the artist, the artist won't even earn enough for me to earn money. Something." And he goes, "I ah, no be follow you. The follow artist go show. You know those." So those, I see people say the so I can imagine what they say to lawyers when they say that if you, I go right? on this website, I can download this. Exactly. Yeah. this, this, this I've seen cases where people download. Yeah, a lot. So I've seen a lot. People you don't like. You now read. You now see. Yeah. It's under the law of the United yeah. States of or Georgia. <laughs> people don't like to pay for things they can't touch physically. Mm. That's know, the major problem. They don't like to country. pay for services. Services. You only pay you know, for they, they, they would. They would pay. They will pay the people building, but will not pay the architects no, because they don't you, see what you are doing. An artist will pay for a, a, a five thousand dollar pair of Gucci shoes, but will not be able to pay his Legal lawyer. Fees. It's crazy. Well, I mean, it's sad. So I want they, to ask something mm-hmm. because we've talked about some of the challenges. Because we're going to go into the deeper questions in a bit. So everybody's hearing money. We've been talking money since amounts five million here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, people are thinking, ah, boy. How do lawyers earn? I'm not saying how much do you earn. I'm saying how do lawyers earn? What are the different ways that lawyers get paid? From my firm. My firm, for instance, we have about three ways. The first, the most popular, is bill per hour. 
So I bill you according to the number of hours that I spend on your um, project. If you cannot afford, because I, I don't even know whether, if I say how much I bill per hour. I mean, feel free. There might be your customer might be watching. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So that's one yeah. type. Another type is um, the retainer type where there's a um, fixed fee for a year. And um, as the relationship goes on, we review yeah, yeah. the fee. And you know, and then there's a commission bit, which is not too popular. You know, but there's a commission bit. Um, we commission you based on the value of um, any deal or any projects we work um, on for you. And then finally, we have the per project bill. So there's a project, for instance, you want to release an album and you just want us to work on that alone. And then we can either bill, give you a fixed fee for that project yeah. alone. So that's is it. it the same? But the most exciting Actually, one is the power. My own case, um, I don't do the power thing. Two things I do. The one that is most uncommon to her is what I do. Mm. She understand. First of all, I I bill you a la carte on whatever you are bringing to me. Do you understand? If you are bringing this particular thing to me, this is what I'm billing you for. Because I'm very skeptical about the old retainership with artists. They'll call you at hours that you might want to... I mean, his phone <laughs> is on Do Not Disturb now. <laughs> you understand? I mean, a businessman... A businessman putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. You know the way it is. Because I don't want you to call me when... You know... Yeah. So I, you, you understand? So that is... I, would, I, I don't really... I don't think I would go for the the idea of paying... Getting retainer, retainership. Do you understand? Getting retainer's fee. I don't think I want to do that. So I'll pay, I mean, I'll bill you based on what I'm doing at the moment. Okay. And that's, yeah, I that's think what in I the Nigerian, project. In the, like with my experience of working here, you know, like the, the power thing, a lot of my colleagues outside of Nigeria and some of the big firms in Nigeria do that. And that, that's also something that I, I aspire to, you know, having a system where I can build power. But knowing the pool of the people that I'm passionate to represent, mm. most of them would not be able to meet me at that level. Mm. So what I do most, I, I have retainers and I do commissions and then I do, I see the odds, bring it, mm-hmm. let me get my money and I move. But again, you have to consider where the talent is and what kind of scenario would fit the kind of need that they have. Mm. So that that's how I, you know, shuffle it. Like, okay, I think this guy maybe is an A-list or is a B-list or is an upcoming artist. This should fit. Then once we agree, then that is that works. Okay. So let me jump into some the main the main the main question. And it is the entire idea of don't lie to them is what are the mistakes lawyers are making? in communicating honestly with, not necessarily communicating on, like what are the communication errors or mistakes that lawyers make that you think a lot of lawyers are making or that you made at some point that you learned from in telling, because our job is to tell, whether I'm a lawyer or a manager, my job is to direct the artist, is to help them find the path to success. Mm-hmm. 
But to do that, a lot of the time, we have to be honest with them because the way to go is always the hardest one most of the time. So how do you tell them the truth? How do you communicate this truth with them? Because most times they don't want to hear it. So how do you make them change their minds or make them do what they need to do? What? How do you do it, basically? Who's going first? Should I? Yeah. Yeah, the thing is, usually this, this business is fast-paced. Sometimes your, your, your client wants to just hear um, your opinion like ASAP, give it to me because I'm about to make a decision. Maybe the contract just came and you're mm-hmm. trying to like process it for like three days, two days. Some of these guys, they can't, they, they can't bear the thought of, you know, relaxing, calm down. Let's, you know, let's take the contract piece by piece. Yeah. Let me ask you what you want. Does this work for your future goals and all the like? So I think a mistake would be to give in to that pressure, like, I see the hearts. Let's just try to, let's get it, let's get it, let's get it, let's move. But again, in, in communicating with them, I remember that I have, even till tomorrow, there's a problem. Some talents, they want WhatsApp. They want to stay on the on the phone to chat, 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 chat business. And you're like, bro, we have to do emails. I'm not a one-man show. Mm-hmm. There are other lawyers that need to be part of this conversation. Let's, you know, let's document your thoughts so that this will be like the reference for whatever the transaction is. We can always go back to it. It is always there for posterity's sake. Because with WhatsApp, referring back to what you said could be a challenge. But many of them, they don't know how to, you know, just treat it like a business, put it down, communicate your thoughts. So that, that's a problem. Then you mentioned that, how do we communicate? I like to give references and stories. Okay. I like to paint pictures like, bro, from my experience, this is what I did. And this is how it turned out. I figure that when you give examples, they are more willing to um, accept whatever the advice or opinion is. Okay. Because at the end of the day, you can advise people and then a lot of the time, they can say no to your opinion or your advice and you can't begrudge them. So those are the two things that I try to, when I'm dealing with talent, I know it's a fast-paced business. You don't want to lose out on opportunities. And then sometimes that 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 adds to the pressure that you're putting on everybody, yeah. even your manager, your lawyer, you're calling around the clock. So I'm always trying to slow it down as much as I can. And I'm also trying to give examples that you can relate, you can almost see and touch. Okay. So I didn't take that question first because I was trying to fish out an email from my phone. So I'll answer this, your question, this with a story that happened just recently. There's this new... There's this very talented artist that um, one of the big record labels that I'm still going to cast. Where's the camera? I'm going to cast you soon. You, the owner of that record label. Let me put out so you hear me. You lie to people that you are one of the best. You are very civil. You are very fair. But behind the scene, you are the worst. I'll hmm. cast you soon. I think I know them too. Yeah, so, Jesus. Oh my Jesus. So this same record label proposed to sign this very young, talented artist. And luckily for the artist, he came to us. Luckily for him, we decided to do um, the work for him free of charge because we just thought, talented guy, good record label, 
like um, Akemi. Let's um, Akemi okay, style. Akemi style. We did Akemi style. Not Akemi style. Yeah. You have to be special. Is free. Akemi style. My friend is free. I'm not free. Akemi style. It's not even cheap. It's free. Which I didn't. I didn't get myself involved in. So another colleague of mine was the one going yeah, back and forth. To the stress. So when it was time to sign, then I stepped in. I looked at the agreement. I looked at what my colleague had pointed out that were bad. And then I saw the email that my colleague was sending to this artist and his manager. And I realized that my colleague was being, this is it, this is it. She wasn't, she didn't want to break the artist's heart mm. by telling him, this is a bad agreement, don't do it. So she was just dealing darling. And I sent this to her. When she said I should um, look at it before it goes out, I said, your email is good. I don't advise, however, I don't advise that the guy takes the deal because it's a bad one. Yes, record deals are usually bad, but not this bad. <laughs> the deal will make the guy popular, but poor and miserable. <laughs> I need you to please emphasize this in your email. <laughs> I was 40 last year in December. In my 40 years as a woman, as a lawyer, as a human being, I have grown not to fear any human being, including the ones paying my bill. They, won't, they don't even want you to fear them. So because of that, with these two lips and tongue and teeth, I will, nobody will stop me from saying anything. So I will say it as it is. If you want to roll with it, good. If you don't want to roll with it, good. If you want to make me an Just enemy after what, good. I've said the truth and you roll with it. Yeah, luckily, uh, okay. luckily, my colleague... Um, she yielded to my advice, went to the, went back to the artist and told him as it is. This mm. is a bad agreement. You are going to be screwed up mm. if you sign this. And the guy said he wasn't signing anymore. That day was, I was the happiest human being that day. Mm. Just this, the life. This was supposed to be a juicy deal. Money, good. They had even started working. And the guy said he wasn't signing. Mm. I, that's one of the greatest, greatest achievements <laughs> that, I've, that, I've, that, I've, that I've achieved my greatest achievement in the entertainment industry and we sent an email to this soccer telling them that we're not signing the deal anymore yeah I mean <laughs> that, that was a lucky one sorry that was a lucky person for you know seeking the intervention of a lawyer there's a lot of them who just read did I say read a lot of them will receive Ask about um, what's coming to them and they'll sign. I wonder something, I see some things in the industry where when an artist is not doing fine, the record label will just drop them. But when they are doing fine, it's it's just, it's so funny and it's quite ironic. When a record label is, when the artist is doing fine, he's always the one willing to leave the record label. But when, when, when the artist is not doing fine, the record label will be the one pushing. Yeah. So there's always the fight would always have to come at some point. Then they'll come to the lawyers and say, How do we do this? They have what they want you to tell them in mind more than half of the time. They have just come to you to actualize what they have thought of, irrespective of whether what they are saying is possible or not or is reasonable. It can't be reasonable because if it was reasonable in the first place, you wouldn't sign before coming to the lawyer. Mm. They will tell you, we have the situation, we want this, we want this, we want that to happen. Then you tell them, look, 
Let me look at your contracts. Some of them do not even... I have one. I signed an agreement with one with a, between a record label and the guy. Now, I used, I, I used to have a copy of that agreement. But that guy, it was a one-off thing. So I can't even remember if I took that agreement away from the office because I wasn't going to work for them in the first place. They were just like, ah, the law, if you help us do this thing, I don't have any contact with any of them, be it the artist or the record label. Then somehow, the artist called me, sir, and that's, he needs another copy of that agreement. Which agreements? The same one I drafted. I'm like, I don't even know. The guy is <laughs> like, I'm being wicked. That I didn't know. How? That some lawyer should have a copy. Eh, were you giving a copy that day? He said yes. So what eh, that yeah, even then he did not read the agreement. So eh, I mean, how's that my problem? You were, <laughs> he all signed. You had you had a witness of your own yeah. that co-signed your agreement. You are now coming to me. Eh, can I help talk to the record label? I can't talk to the record label. First of all, my see. I did my bits. All I did was to draft an agreement for you people. And I told your record label, if you have issues later in life, find your lawyer. <laughs> Don't even come back to me. Do you understand? Because it was like, I, it was more like, I think they paid maybe 120 for the entire agreement. So I wasn't willing to work with a record label like that. You understand? But then, all these artists, once they look at you, you have money. You have promised them this, you have promised them that. They don't care. Because I, I tried to tell to advise the artist when he came to me. What do I think about? I'm the one drafting the agreements. This is the content of the agreement. He didn't take it to any lawyer. This is the content of the agreement. You, he said I should sign you. I should draft an agreement, an agreement that will sign you for five years. How do you feel about that? Hey, he's going to take care of him. Will he do this? Will he do that? He said he's going to do it. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. I would assume you guys have, you know, yeah. had this conversation before coming to me. Because... I mean, the truth behind this thing is, before creating legal relations, you guys would have made your offer and acceptance. You should come to me. I should be the last person you would actually come to when you want to seal a deal. Do you understand? If it was a negotiation, in a situation of negotiation, go to your own lawyer, go to his, then they would draft the agreement and sign. You guys didn't come to me at the time you wanted to negotiate. You only said seal the agreement. <laughs> this is what we've agreed. This is These what, terms, exactly. Yeah. And it's not my position to tell you that, ah, you're not paying me for it. Let's, let's get this straight. So my point here is, I tried to be... In fact, you know, it, it's, it, it became easy over, over the years for me to tell, you, to tell an artist that, see, we don't have to work together. This is what I feel. If you have a lawyer that would compromise, go. So, so there are some things that, that are jumping at me mm-hmm. in, in all of the conversations. And... And it's becoming more and more apparent. Something that I've known somehow, but it's become more and more apparent as I mm-hmm. talk to you guys that most of the lawyers are actually trying to help. The problem is too many people have burnt bridges. And, and that had just like, okay, I've experienced something and I don't want it to happen to me again. And everybody's now being cautious. No, I can't. Like... still fine with pure for problem. <laughs> you said so, <laughs> guys. <laughs> the nice guy never wins. Yeah, <laughs> I've not, I've not been nice like for like many years now. So I think, but I think, not. It's not a situation of not being nice. I think it's a situation of avoiding a heartache, mm-hmm. avoiding situations that you don't want to hurt over. 
And I feel this is a conversation that I'm personally having with, with artists as well. Like even think about your future when you burn bridges or when you attempt to burn bridges. Because there are so many, like, imagine what Yemisi would do for that artist that took her advice. Huh. Where she said, I told you not to do this because we've seen it. I, I, I mean, we've had situations where I've gone to, I remember when I took a particular major, wanted to sign a licensing deal with two of my clients. So they gave the same licensing contract and I took it to my lawyers. The day they called me, I think there were four people in the conference room telling me, don't even try it. They spent, I think it was up to two hours, breaking down this contract and showing me every single error with it, right? And I literally took those errors, called the artist, and I said, we're not signing. It wasn't a conversation. We're not signing. The artist listened. And it's easy for me to take conversations back to my lawyers, knowing that when they tell me something, Mm -hmm. I will listen. And this is an advice that I give people. And I feel that hunger that people always have for things of now. And like, this is an opportunity now, 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 now. That hunger. I want to blow. They need to actually calm down and think about their future. Now, because of time, obviously, I wanted to ask you guys, because I asked this in almost all my interviews, all, all the conversations I have. What is the craziest story that you've had? Like, craziest. I don't want to ask about your mistakes. I want to ask about the craziest stories you've had as lawyers. You don't have to name names. Feel free to if you want. We'll the blot the names out and just explain. You can. I mean, feel free. It's your decision. No, no, no nobody. We can't name names. Uh-huh. So, but I mean... I, but just you blur the names mm-hmm. out, but tell what is the craziest story you've encountered? Craziest thing that has happened to me is that the question. The craziest story situation. Situation in the interacting with artists or labels, the craziest. Um I think the craziest, the most stressful story that that I have is when one of our clients was you know, breaking down. And he didn't want to see anybody or talk to anybody but me. He didn't want to see his manager. He didn't want to see my colleagues. He didn't want to see his parents. He didn't want to see his brother. He didn't want to see anybody. He didn't want to talk to anybody but me. And he was breaking down. So because he was breaking down, he wasn't acting normally. So I had to do everything. I had to do lawyer. I had to do PA. I had to do secretary, I had to do house help, I had to do nurse, nurse, sometimes driver, (laughs) you know, I had to do my, it was crazy. I will wake up, (laughs) (laughs) you know, (laughs) because I was doing a lot of things, you know. So let's just cut it. That's somebody else just said I don't embarrass myself when <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. It was draining emotionally, physically, sometimes financially, you know, because um this guy was going through a lot. I couldn't leave him. He wouldn't even allow me to leave him, yet I was suffering. 
as well, you know. And um, um <laughs> and at some point we I just decided to um get medical help. For him or yourself? For him. No, no, <laughs> trust me, no, it wasn't that bad for me. And um at the end of the day, the guy bounced back. Said to me, end of my story. That's why she's not nice. Yeah. That person burnt a bridge. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I know the person. I ah, don't know the you person. Don't. Mm, oh, I don't know. Okay, so here is my situation. Abimbola Fakeye. I drove a client hmm, to the hands of another law firm myself to deliver him under the pretense of having a meeting. Now, let's just go have a meeting. I have an uncle in this law firm. Then I drove the clients. I drove the clients to them. And they were asking questions like they just wanted to know if everything was good. Existing situations. You understand? And I made it so well that they had a meeting. They had... You know, the funny thing is I sorted the whole situation. Do you get I went to court, I started the whole situation up to the level of the record label was asking for a meeting so that they could resolve the matter. Hmm. Because they knew, I mean, I, I went with the preliminary objection. You know what I mean by preliminary? And the preliminary objection was, the, it's, it's a no-brainer. We're going through with it. The, where if the opponents that said, you know, we're going to die here, hmm. calls you to say, you know what, let's resolve. Yeah. At that point, they were like, let's have a meeting somewhere. It's, I mean, this talent called me to go for a meeting with him. I drove my own car to pick him. Went there, we sat for the meeting. And while we were leaving the place, and I was like, I wasn't really comfortable with the amount of questions that I was asked. I was like, come on, you don't even bother about them. That Do you think I can sit with these people? You that I sit, I mean, I sit down with you every day to... You know, you marshal all the points. I smoke next to you. You understand? (laughs) I smoke next to you. Can I smoke in front of these people? I can't now. I'm only giving him the respect as my uncle. Then from there, I started calling. And I heard they had a meeting. So I called the talent and he was like, "Ah, didn't they give me a copy of the resolution? Then I called the law firm. I'm like, you went for this meeting without me. What's up? I will. They, 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 that they cannot give me. It's a privileged information they can't give me their clients. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the sad part of it was that when I started this situation, I did not even bill this guy. He had nothing at the time, so it was one of the guys around him that said, "You know what? Let's start this matter. Take this one fifty. So I don't even know how much is owing me. <laughs> is that bad? I don't have an idea how much is owing me now. Man, that's tough. That's mm. that's actually tough. You know? Yeah, for and that's not years. the only one. I had different ones. Wow. Again, again, it looks like which one do I pick <laughs> again, it looks like which one do I pick? Yeah, for? I think I can, you know, from what Yemis said, yeah. I think um mental stress, um, Mental health and drug abuse is becoming a very, very um, serious um, industry problem. Problem that we find now, and 
even mine, what I want to talk about is something happened like, I think, November or December. One of my clients just called me midnight. Say, man, I'm stressed. I'm using too much. We need to see. Mm. Like, I could tell from his voice that for you to open up that way, then it was really, really serious. Yeah, yeah. And I think anyone who's watching now, if you if you work in entertainment, if you're a musician, if you're a songwriter, you know, with, with the creativity, they, they tend to push themselves over and over. Is hardly any music producer or songwriter who is not maybe abusing, maybe eight out of 10 or seven out of 10. Mm. Heavily, week in, week out. And the sad thing is, sometimes they are making money, but they can't just post things, come out of their world and try to enjoy this money or even go on a vacation or relax. So there's a need to distress. There's also a need to cut down abusing drugs, whatever appeals and the likes. And it's, we should also teach it. A lot of them don't even care for medical assistance. Driving down here, one of them told me that he's self-medicating. He's been out for like, he's been down for like um, 10 days. I said, have you gone to the hospital? And he's like, uh, me, they always self-medicate. I'm sorry if you're watching this, but really, this is something we can all learn from. A lot of creatives are not taking care of themselves because they're always about the chase. And the problem is this. If you don't have structure, you would always be about the chase. If you have structure, sometimes you can get help. You can collaborate with other people. Now, thankfully, you have a lawyer. Now, how about getting other people? You know, if you're like 10 years in the game, you should be able to have maybe like a, a producer with two years or three years, let them work with you so you can, so you can delegate things. Load, yeah. You should be able to relax for a weekend and not work and not be pressured to make money. Mm. But many of them always about chasing the next pay, chasing the next opportunity. So I think um, that's still like a crazy experience that I find. There's also this experience. One of them was really, really high. and came to our office at Dolphin. I was shouting Beating the table like there wasn't any need, and then all my other partners came to the office like, "What's going on?" I say, "What's he? What's he? All right." So, um, but all these things don't scare me because I know it comes with the terrain, and I know a lot of people have crazier stories. So, yeah. So I mean, I I think just to to round it up, can I just say one more? Quickly. Okay. Because, I mean, my first bite into the disappointment of entertainment business was someone very close to me, his first contract, called me to his place to read through. We made photocopies. And I went, I didn't have a car when I was talking. I'm talking about maybe 2011 or so. I didn't have a car at the time. So I went to him. We made copies of the agreements. I read through. And how much were they going to give? It was big money then, trust me, 3.5 million for, I think it was for two or three years, two years. So I read through. We agreed. When you proofread and you feel this is good, you pay me 
200,000. That would have been, because I mean, how much was I earning? That would have been big money to me then. Mm. I rushed because I just wanted to see. And I still have that in me. I prefer to do your job and you're the one owing me that you pay me. Mm. Well, I'm the one owing you my own legal service I'm supposed to render. So I read through, I gave my guy pointers on what and what should ask them to change. At the time, it was BBM. I mean, I knew he read those messages. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he obviously read the messages because I was seeing updates. Not like he deleted me. I was seeing updates and everything. You know how bad you'll be feeling at the point where you send to someone, but you know I'm not hungry. <laughs> you know, if you, have a, <laughs> if you have a tell the client, I'm not begging you for money. I'm only asking you to pay me. And my guy was reading this stuff. And it was so bad, you know? And I saw the way he posted um, what he did after the sign. I guess he waited for me to do my job and he went on. Later, he called later to apologize and we're very good now. But guess what? It was another guy that was around him that said, look, look at the lawyer. We have a lawyer that's been servicing these people with, uh, some people for a long time. He's a better lawyer. Why? Look at that guy. See, you're the one entering boss to come and collect file from you and you want to use that one. Mm. So my guy was just like, I mean, why can't I have a lawyer that is driving that is, you know. That was, a, that was an experience too. I would never forget because I'm close to this guy now. It will never happen again because we've done a lot. Mm. But that time it was a big deal. I mean, I'm a very, I'm a vindictive person. You know? I was <laughs> hoping the old record label will crash and something will just zap <laughs> that will be there and be like, ah, look. I mean, I wanted something to happen and we'll be like, aha, thank you, but the heart of man is wicked. So, I mean, I think I think the, the essence, I mean, to, to sort of wrap it up, the essence of this conversation mm-hmm. wasn't because I wanted to call my lawyer friends who would know I have people in the, you know, but it was mainly because I know people who, when I, like, when I do my trainings and I take people to law firms, I know people who visited Acres Law when I took them and decided I'm going to go back to law school. There are a lot of people in the industry trying to fit into things that they haven't, just because they haven't been shown the right experience with. of what it could be. Um, so I wanted people to also look at this from that perspective and say, look, there are opportunities. That's part of why I asked about how you guys eat, how you, how you make money. Because people can't see it because there are no references. And I think that's one of the biggest issues. Mm. We are, I'm talking to people who we don't properly celebrate in the media. So you have you guys who have done so much things for so much for musicians and for other people or celebrities that nobody really talks about, right? I had you know, I've had many people on the show who usually just go about their business doing what they do. But the important thing, which is the end of this conversation, is young people need to be able to reference those roles that are being played. Mm-hmm. So that it's easy for them to dream. It's easy for them to see the possibility, but also recognize that it's not easy. It's not Akiyemi, when Akiyemi was talking, he talked about 12 years ago when books, when he was trying to get books, you've been talking, the MC has been here for a long time. And people see what's going on in the on outside, but they want a piece of that. And I felt like this conversation was extremely essential. And I want to thank you guys for See, guys, that's how busy they are since they came. No, phones have been ringing. Oh, Even yeah, if it's just a bit phones have been ringing. But um, I want to thank you guys for making out time. 
Um, sorry about the traffic you're about to meet, and, <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, mo- thank you so much for braving it and coming through. I appreciate you guys. You're thank welcome. you so much. You're most welcome. Thank brother. you, probably yes. good work, Godwin. You are, you are like uh, an inspiration to many people. Thank you. Keep it, keep it coming, and um, we, we trust, we trust you to do more. Yeah. Every time, every time we meet, it's always something to talk about. Always, always, man, a lot to talk about. London, like I did the other time. You know, next we, one we're in London, France. we're here. Yeah. Let's do, you know, let's do Greece. Yeah. <laughs> we can, you know, we can do these things. We can, we can always do these things, brother. I've been now. Fantastic. So I need to. Yeah, I've dragged. I've held Yemisi for too long. I need to let Yemisi go. Well, thank you guys so Alrighty. much. Have a lovely time. Bless. Appreciate. Thank you.